Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Doc. And this is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Daddy's not here, my sister. It's Bedroom! Cue the theme song. Hi, my name's Jack Torrance. I better collect my family first. I don't believe they did. I'm in the tree. I'm a writer. I'm looking for a change. You out of your fucking mind. In 1980, we had Stan the Man, Stanley Koobs, the Koobmeister, Kubrick, bringing us home with The Shining. Shining. Uh, This is a a horror thriller movie from uh, the 80s. Did I say that already? I did. Jack Nicholson stars with uh, Shelley Duvall and little boy Danny Lloyd. And of course, Scatman Crothers. Yeah, he's a scat man. He's also useless. There is a long, there's a long for a long time. I didn't think that that was his actual name. I thought it was a joke of some kind, but apparently it's his actual name. It is Scatman Crothers. Because I was talking about this movie about his infamous scene where he arrives at the hotel and someone was like, "That's Scatman Crothers," and I was like, "What did you just say?" (laughs) It sounds it sounds racist to be honest with you. Yeah, when people used to say it, I thought it was a some kind of a. An, a racist thing and I was just like so I would never say that I, would, I was thought more of like a German thing I would never say it and because I thought it was like Scatman Meinfeld I thought it was derogatory in some Ooh, way yeah maybe Jungst have so much scheiße apparently his uh, I was watching uh, the Larry Sanders show the other day and one of his guests at his house was saying his house is creepy he's like I thought I saw Scatman Crothers in the kitchen burning toast <laughs> 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 and I was like that's a funny line that's super funny <laughs> burning toast um, okay, so this movie starts out by making me very uncomfortable um, because we get this gorgeous, gorgeous scenery of Oregon where this movie was shot. Uh, and you were doing these weird flyovers. In some cases, they're really effective. There's one part where they're kind of up high and then they, they, they fly really down close to the car going around a bend and then they just the camera goes over the cliff. But then that is paired with eerily creepy music, like and, Oregon music. and grade one titles. Yeah, I know the titles look are not. They're horrible. It's not great font. No, and, and it's not a great graphic. Or, no. Yeah. So I mean, the three of those things that I'm seeing on the screen don't match, and I almost wonder when things are that bad, and you're dealing with a guy who's reputed, re, reputed. He's, reputation. Yeah, his reputation is to be an amazing filmmaker. Um, did he do that just to set the tone of get ready for fucking something crazy, everybody, or? Technical mistake. He's like, I'm a director, not a typographer. I'm not going to fucking <laughs> font this you out. Just he's, and he's, he's apparently colorblind too, because those colors just, the palette didn't, ma- didn't match fucking what I was seeing. The palette in this movie is great though. Yeah. Overall. For, for the, for the, yeah, that, that end of the directing and the, the, whoever the cinematographer was, was. Yeah. Apparently there's a whole bunch of information on the helicopter shots they did in this movie. So they, they had to like do special things to the. What is, it, what is it? What is it that spins up above the rotor, the rotor? rotor blades or whatever, so that they could get rid of like the vibration, wow. so they could get those smooth shots. I don't know if it was something dangerous they had to. Yeah, like, the rotor wop. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I believe that's what it's called. The the wop. Anyway, so <laughs> yes, I always find those. I always find the. <laughs> I heard Dan Aykroyd say it. Okay. The music. I the music with those sweeping shots is like is pretty pretty tone setting. It's good. Good. It's creepy for sure. It, um, it, and the movie does that the weird. whole way through yes. though. Like every shot, even when it's tighter scenes like uh, hallways or whatnot, it still has that grand scope to it where it feels like, and if you look at these shots, they're all like multi-perspective. Like there is, you see, like you're always driving to a point. There's like a vanishing point always in the center of the screen kind of through it, right? Your hallways always kind of converge down the center. Like you're always being drawn into the movie, it feels like. Yeah. It's very, like that whole thing really sets you up eerie with the colors and then like the patterns that are repeating throughout of it. Like even when they're walking through in the tour in the beginning, like you can see those big, huge shots of like the, the beams and then you're crossing the stairs and then there's like big sets like that. It's just like, I don't know. It's, it's very setting up the terror. It's, yeah. It's very he symmetrical. He uses the lenses in this movie where it's got all the depth of, of field so everything's in focus and it's everything always feels big and grand yeah the lenses he uses i mean the directing in this movie look we'll get that out of the way the directing and the cinematography in this movie is fantastic not it's all amazing. of it not all of it's it like a, it's but, like a but painting, a lot of it is like 90 yeah. percent of it, it it's it's gorgeous and because it's such a big open and beautiful space he, he captures it well um there are a couple of weird 
like tight close-ups to be like close up on Danny's face and some other things yeah, that yeah. I, I didn't like I but but overall that, but it's effective yeah, you like, can see that this is a master of his craft doing yeah, things yeah it's like a it's like watching a painting it's worth watching the movie just for that yeah it is yeah, I'd and, say. and uh uh <clears throat> what were you just saying that I was going to I was going to talk about there there is some bad stuff but like not oh so this is all sets None of that is real. That was all. The sets hotel and, is not real. All the outside of the hotel is a real hotel, but all everything inside is sets. Really, so real. All in England, sets in England. That's all was built, and it was based on a hotel in America. Yeah. That people sometimes they still go and people will go in and, and when they go into the hotel they're like, is this the Shining Hotel? Because it was like so much was stolen from right. that hotel when they built the sets. Like this is the set where they shot the um, snakes in Indiana Jones. Okay. Same set oh, in, no way. in England. Yeah. So as soon as this movie was finished, they tore down the hotel and they put up the uh, Well of Souls. Wow. Where that big room is where he types. That's the exact Man, same location. That's actually hugely impressive. So impressive. Because this place looks perfect. Authentic. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, it definitely does. I, I always thought it was a hotel. Always thought it was a hotel. I, I thought that it was a location. I would have bet money on that, actually. Yeah. It's, it's amazing sets. It's crazy. Yeah. The hallways, everything, all of the rooms... The kitchen, yeah. everything was all just sets. I did read that, like that maze with all the snow at the end and stuff like that, was like nine hundred tons of salt and and like crushed up styrofoam, styrofoam. and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like that's immense. That to me is immense. This it's movie, also incredibly yeah. wasteful. But this yeah. movie was also supposed to take seventeen weeks to shoot, and it took fifty-one. Yeah, probably for the first take. Fucking one week. A year. The way Kubrick shoots. It's like a, it was just under a year, wow. and like he would shoot. He shot, you know when Danny's playing with his little cars and the tennis ball rolls mm -hmm. over? He shot that 50 times. Oh, yeah. He like, shot the fucking tennis ball rolling over 50 times. But it ends up perfectly in the middle of his train. I know, but still, 50 fucking times. Dude, Shelley Duvall apparently was like losing hair and going through like like crazy anxiety and stress from shooting this film. Like Kubrick has a, has a tendency to break people yeah. for this. Even that Scatman Crothers filmed a shot uh, movie with uh, Eastwood after this. Oh, God. And did, like, the first scene he was in, Eastwood did one take and was like, yeah, we got it. Yeah. And uh, apparently, like, Scatman's crying yeah. because he's like, oh, my God. That's true. Freedom, so much better. I, I read that exact same story. And, yeah, he started bawling when he only had to do one take. Right. Because he was doing 50 fucking takes with yeah, Kubrick. So Kubrick is crazy. Um, was crazy. But is it, do you guys actually think that his... The stuff that he's getting is, I'm, I I would love to talk to people who'd work with him because like if you look at the fifty takes, is he really getting that much more on fifty than he got on one? Like I'd love to know the answer to that. Well, or is he just like yeah. torturing these people because he's a fucking he wants something tortured a bit more. soul and cannot fucking not take fifty takes? I, don't know, yeah, I feel I don't like know. maybe fifty more with Shelley Duvall. She's awful. Oh my God, Shelley Duvall is awful. Okay, well, let's like, we'll, I'm sorry, go, we'll get Duvall. into From that. the start, from the first moment we meet her, I'm like, what? But before that, what do you guys think of the whole. She's him a driving perfect olive up? oil, though. Yeah, she's great olive oil. But what do you guys think of him driving up and going for the interview? Yeah, he's. The interview is just weird. Mm. The whole weird. movie is weird, though. Like, look at the yeah. way people act. It's always very, um, very, like, like deliberately paced. It, it is, but I, found, I don't know. I know this is from the 80s. Um, when people are having conversations in this, it's something that took me out of it. People don't talk like that. Perfect for a child. Now I'm going to tell you this, and you might not like to hear it, but I'm going to tell you the story of blah, blah, blah. Now, they might not have told you this, but I'm going to tell this to you. It's like, what? Yeah, The I way know. anyone has conversations, even with Jack and, and Shelley Duvall, um, their conversations in private are like weird, and their reactions to each other are weird. It's all very weird. It's formal. And not in a good way. It's not setting up something creepy or underlying. It's like, no, people don't talk like that. See, I did think it was deliberate, like setting up the, the, the pacing of the conversation, the oddity of the conversation. I felt all of that was, was intended um, to kind of off balance you, right? Because it is, it is weird. And you're, the whole time you're watching it, you're like, this isn't the way things go. But the, the oddness of it is kind of, <clears throat> I don't know, it's setting you up for... Yeah. For, for something. Time See, I've seen whatever the fuck. other movies know. like um, Mulholland Drive where there are weird conversations, but it's way more obviously intentional, but the conversations are also way more weird. And so you're, Mulholland you're, Drive is way more It's a weird. weird fucking movie. But this was like, I just, I don't know. I could, I, if it was intentional that things were meant to be really weird to set this up, then great. It worked. 
Um, but my sense when I watched it was like, just like people don't talk like there that. is a consistency to it. It's like, it's consistently it's crazy yeah. throughout the movie that people talk that way. Like, especially like him with Lloyd or him with the guy in the bathroom. Lloyd a hundred percent. Also. Yeah. There's that, that, that whole weird dialogue and the way that the actors all present it. It's, yeah. it's, it's very specific. The ghost guys I can get because they're like, they're always staring like wide eyed and dead eyed. Yeah. And, and I would expect those conversations to be crazy. So then maybe that's lending weight to the fact that these other conversations maybe never happened because Jack's always been there. I don't know. This is something I want to talk about later on in the, yeah. in the so, thing. So anyway, you guys, yeah. So he goes to the interview. I actually, I'd watch this a little bit of this a couple of months ago and thought that the beginning maybe should have been hacked, but... I think it absolutely should. I think it absolutely should. Because the runtime of this movie is two hours, 25. Yeah. yeah um, like, could they have just showed up and it all... It been worked out. Could they have, have just the showed discussion up? in the car. The whole family, could it, could, you know, that, that helicopter shot have started mm -hmm. with them in the car driving up yeah. to the hotel together as a family. Yeah. You don't need the interview. You also don't need Scatman. He never does anything. You also don't need The Shining. You don't need Tony. None of it matters. Yeah, well, okay. Well, you, you mean before? You could cut all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Scatman Crothers isn't in the Honest. beginning. What? What are you he's, talking about? He's in the beginning when they do the tour. You meet That's him. That's in the tour after they arrive. Okay, so... so sorry, we're talking about the yeah, very yeah. beginning. I'm just talking. We could cut. Oh, yeah. so, you, so <laughs> you're... I was, I was confused. So you're <laughs> thinking you could cut straight to them driving up and having the conversation in the car about going to the hotel. He, yes. He agreed yeah, yeah. with that and yeah, then yeah, he I went totally on about that. additional yeah, things. Yeah, sorry, I tangent. Which is basically the whole movie. Yeah, let's get to the whole movie. So, so I, I gave up my, my opinion of Lost Boys pretty early and now Brent's showing his <laughs> I'm shining. I'm not saying that's my opinion. It's just there are some things in this that I do not understand. And it's, it's yeah. like the movie is called The Shining. The kid has the shining ability. So does Scatman Crothers. But aside from like The, the movie's not about of, their shining though. It's about this haunted hotel. I know. Which but, makes it weird. But because none of it matters. Why even fucking focus on that at all? Why have Scatman <laughs> sit with Tony and and uh Oh, and I have Lloyd? comments about that. I have comments. Like, okay, he talks that. to we, him about it. So let's let's <laughs> I wanna get here. I wanna I, get I, here. I'm so I, sorry. I, no, no, I, it's it's absolutely great because I'm glad he's as passionate about this as yeah, I am. Yeah, I am but, glad too. So then I'm we great. get after Jack's interview, we get introduced to Shelly and the kid. And that's fucking weird immediately since Jack's talking to himself in the mirror to his own finger. Yeah. So we're meeting Tony. Yeah. And <clears throat> Tony, the mom's cool with Tony. The mom's cool with Tony because kids have imaginary friends, right? Yeah. That's all good. How cool that Tony lives in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. it goes down into his stomach. That's yeah. like irrefutable that Tony's in there. Yeah, you can't. That's, that's very that's cool. That's logical. To me. You can't fucking argue that. Yeah, he is in his stomach then. Um, and then Jack has his episode, or sorry, Danny has his episode before they head out, and the doctor comes. Yeah, in. he passes out, and then that whole therapist scene goes on forever. About, and then her talking about how grabbed the arm and all that stuff. That was very... It's it was just the kind weird. of thing a person does a hundred times. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you, grab, you grab your kid so, to pull him out of the way. Yeah. This is Shelley Duvall. And like, so to her credit, when we're doing creepy things later and she's like all terrified, she does the terrified pretty well. But any straight conversation... Yeah. Mm. Not the oh, terrified Oh, my husband run. drinks and, and pulls my kid's arm out of his shoulder and it's all good. And... It's funny because Shelley Duvall later on when she thinks that Jack hurt Danny, she like freaks out and gets in his face and how could you? But she, otherwise, she's pretty cool with this one incident and how it went down and oh, you know, it was a big mistake and it was my fault or it, was just <laughs> it wasn't really her fault. But she's just so weird and so it's bad. And matter then, of fact. Everyone's yeah. so matter of fact is what this, I think that's a good way of talking about the dialogue. I, I don't yeah. know other way of describing I know. the And the doctor's like, okay, thanks for that update. Your boy is fine. Yeah, they Off could be talking go. about yeah. like the murders, for instance, in the interview when he's talking about all the murders. All that's very matter of fact. He's like, there is murders. People got hacked up by axes. And anyways, let's move on. There's like never, there's like almost like no, no one seems, well, they just say things. Uh, and Jack's like, like, my wife will love this because she loves horror movies, but there's never any proof of that. So I don't know if that's something he was just saying because, and let's get this out of the way. Jack hates his wife. Yeah, he hates his life. He hates his wife and he hates his life. Yes. Yeah, which I think is well established. Yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty clear from the start that he's like annoyed with her. He thinks she's inferior. Um, and while they do build up his background as being an alcoholic and, you know, maybe he's in the early stages of his abuse where it was a mistake because he was drunk and he's working his way up to something more. Or maybe he smacked her around a little bit. Um, he still like resents the shit out of her and 
his alcoholism really never comes into play. No. When he drinks, quote unquote, it's fake drinking with ghosts. So he's never actually drinking. But is it? Because the ghosts are real. So maybe the booze is ghost boozing him up. Maybe it's <laughs> ghost mescaline or something. <laughs> oh, fucking, give ghost me something absinthe. Else. So I'm surprised. So everyone thinks you cut out all that Shelley Long bullshit at the least, beginning. At and least the kid. 90% of so it. So the one good thing about that scene with the doctor when she's talking about that is that you see that Jack has a propensity for violence. You there's, are told. There's, there's a side. You're told. Yes. Yeah. You're, which is kind of whatever. But you do see it. And you could see it in his face anyways. I mean, the guy looks like he's got like barely barely hidden um violent tendencies that's why you almost don't need it yeah I feel no like he's always suspect of it that that's oh, right totally yeah. even that's in right. that even in that interview yeah yeah, yeah. so i i had perfect i, I thought when yeah. i watched it i was like he is really peculiar in this interview and i thought that stood out until other people started talking too and i was like just everybody is fucking strange in this yeah I'm also not convinced that uh, Christian Slater isn't cloned from him. <laughs> he looks so much alike in this movie. Like Jack Nicholson has such a Slatery vibe. I, think, I wonder if they are like somehow someone had a love child with somebody. Or that might that might be something. That Hollywood see but... is spilled everywhere. Somebody <laughs> slipped on it and accidentally got uh, contaminated. Christian Slater. Yeah. So, but, but Jack takes the job. And he definitely should not have, thinking his wife and kid were going to be okay in isolation for five months. That's horrible. But they get there, and then so now they're being shown around the hotel. So this made it clear to me that Jack accepted this job without being shown his accommodation that he'd be in for five months. I'd, that'd be something I'd want to see when I'm signing contracts and be like, oh, by the way, where am I staying? In the janitor closet or in the, you know, the suite? And mm. thankfully he was in the suite, but oh my God, that was kind of a big risk. <laughs> yeah, that's actually something I never considered. <laughs> yeah, why didn't they give him the tour? I guess they had to give his wife the tour, too. She had to oh, see things as Oh, well she had to see the kitchen while we do man things off to the side. It was a different time. Let's not yeah, get caught up in it. It was the 80s. I don't it was know. But it turned like out to the be the 70s. right thing because then she's serving him breakfast in bed later. So it was the right thing to do. It's just in retrospect, that's a little bit sexist. Yeah, today. Yeah, yeah today. But in mm. 1980, that was more acceptable acceptable i'm not <laughs> saying i'm down with that just if anybody's listening but i am saying people yeah, were like, down with it then. like the majority of the population would always make those assumptions yeah. in uh, 1979 whenever this was shot or whatever. Yeah. so fucking stupid that we have to talk about that i know isn't yeah. it yeah okay so now we get really interesting with scatman scatman crothers taking danny off to the side actually talking to danny telepathically with a weird like cross look on his face while he's talking to his mom, which was weird. You want some ice cream, Doc? Um, yeah, if I was right. Danny, I'd be like, "What the fuck is yeah. going on?" <laughs> yeah, Danny handles it really well. So, or he's got Tony. Yeah, Danny's got Tony. Tony's so then, like, don't worry, ice cream's yummy. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be out again. Nobody hates ice cream. <laughs> so then, doesn't your ice cream and shut up? Don't tell him anything. Don't tell him. It's true. So then, Doc and Scatman <laughs> sit down for a little heart to heart, and Scatman is a little underwhelmed, in my opinion, that that Danny has this ability. I don't think a lot of people can shine. As he is, matter of fact, as everyone in the movie. <laughs> I, I kind of look at that as he's approaching it. Not like I, I do agree. He seems a little underwhelmed, but I think he's approaching it so that he doesn't overwhelm Danny. He's yeah. like just trying to talk to a kid, right? He's. I, I, yeah, I guess. But I, like you have magic powers and I have magic powers. It, it wouldn't be like, let's have a five minute conversation. Don't go in this room and uh, have a nice winter. And then he. <laughs> He just fucking leaves. But that's the thing. When it's he's like, like five when he's months like, later, or did, Tony, later. did Tony ever show you anything? Anything about room 237? Yeah, maybe. Don't ever go in that room. Nothing happened in that room, but you got no business in there. <laughs> yeah. Tell him legit. Be like, that room's fucking terrible. Don't ever go there. Don't ever go near there. Avoid the hallway. Like, uh, be like you're already talking to him about magic powers. Why not go one half like inch further and say yeah horrible shit and maybe like be like i'm not gonna go back to my single condo in miami anymore i'm gonna stick around with this shining kid and i'll help this family along through their well i mean scat man's supposed to give up his life his off season for just uh for, for, for a, a shining kid i'm like guessing he doesn't ever meet any shiners all right well that's a good point shiners. what about shriners are they <laughs> wow. similar maybe that's what the shriners are the they shrining. run around their little planes with their little hats <laughs> I, and their I, finger puppets i don't think it was up to uh scat man <laughs> whether he got to stay or not because uh, they pretty much are just like you're the cook go home well, he's they not like well, I'm going to stay it. now they couldn't 
explain it. All they did was tell, have him telling Danny never to go in that room, and then they're like, a month later, and then he's just gone. And I was like, whoa, that was kind of an important part to skip over. Yeah. Really important how that conversation goes, because Danny needs help. And there's the risk of whatever the fuck is in 237, and Scatman's like, ah, I trust the kid. But that, he must have also seen the little girls. If Danny's seeing them, Scatman probably sees them all the time. 100%. Oh, yeah, I bet. But I actually hadn't considered that. I don't know why I hadn't. Is it only in the winter... Maybe the ghosts no. don't like when lots no. of people are And I wondered about that too, because weird stuff only seems to happen when the ghosts can focus on like a small set of people, like one family caretaking. And it's yeah. like that cabin fever or whatever that they, maybe that's their opening. But when there's a lot of people there, there's never anything. Like, I would just assume Never that, an assault out of the blue. I would assume that's what bothers me is I would assume that Scatman sees this shit daily, but is used to it and understands what it is. And that's what he's trying to explain to Danny is because he says that Scatman said it was pictures can't hurt you. So Scatman probably sees this all the time. Good morning, girls. Are you swimming in the bloody hallway today? Okay. And, uh, Seriously. So that, <laughs> with us. All right, I'll be along later after I make some supper. Which Would is, you like eggs? Which, which also makes it more, <laughs> more telling that he didn't make a bigger deal out of it with Danny. Because he kind of just, once again, matter of fact, he says, don't worry about it. Just stay out. Out of room 237, I gotta go. That's like a Danny, big I'd or love else, to stay, right? but I got a piece in Florida just waiting for me. I have some fine art of Afro-naked black ladies I gotta get back to in my apartment. <laughs> I'm a photographer. <laughs> in my spare time. It's fucking hilarious. So that, that seems strange to me. Like, I thought it was cool that when they were having that conversation, it was like, ooh, cool. But then it was like a month later and Scatman's out for the next half hour of the movie. Don't worry about it. And I, that seemed like a... Not the way I would handle it. If I had superpowers and ran into a small boy with superpowers, I'd be like, probably got to set up getting him some training so that he doesn't go into 237. But that's something that I like, yeah, training for that. Like definitely you want to establish an understanding, but what the fuck is this power good for aside from waking people up across the country and making them realize that you're maybe in here's, danger? Here's another good question. So you can talk to other shiners, shiningsers, um, telepathically, <laughs> shiners, they all call which is great, shiners. but... I don't understand Tony. <clears throat> so yeah. Tony is a, a what? Is Tony good or bad? Is Tony trying to help? So Tony's good. Danny? In the beginning, it's kind of... It um, seems weird, but I think Tony is good as well. Yeah. In the beginning, you're, you're meant to believe that he's not, though. In the beginning, because it's, it's unusual, because it's offsetting, because it's something that puts Danny like away sometimes, and Tony comes in forward, right? It's, in any other movie, that would be a pretty big indicator that Danny and Tony are going to be probably the problem later right but here he gets advanced notice of the murders yeah he sees the girls he's the one Though that like remember, senses the room yes yeah he can't always remember but i think that's because tony takes over like i think i think it's too traumatic i think i think that is it i think like with Scatman, i think Scatman has the ability it's integrated into him he's more of an adult he's like come to terms with it maybe he had training or something else so he just has this he doesn't need to go away but for danny because the power is so strong and he's a kid, he doesn't know how to handle it. The power almost like takes over, mm. right? I don't, am I too deep on no, this? No, I think, I, I think I, it's right. I this this it's, is the level of thinking I got into because it, it didn't, what we ended up getting didn't make sense to me. So then I was trying to back justify. I feel like it's multiple personalities <clears throat> and like when Danny encounters something, he can't, he, like you just said, he can't handle. He goes he, away. He, he, this person takes over like a, another Shining. personality, Tony. And then Tony, it protects him from, seeing the it does seem shit. to protect him yeah yeah he's a good thing for sure or yeah. it's supposed to be in the movie but uh yeah i uh it, it is now that you got we were talking about the way people talk to each other and stuff in this movie even him and his wife talk that way to each other yeah yeah like, yeah there's I, not an intimacy there but also like, like john so nice said he fucking here. hates no her. he loathes her he like he really um he feels like she's inferior even the scenes oh, yeah. though that shouldn't be weird like the scene with her bringing him breakfast is once again very weird she's just like so beautiful up here he's like i love it yeah i really do yeah and he's chewing the bacon and he's like get the fuck out of my face that's actually yeah. the only time you see him not matter of fact he has some actual either he's faking emotion or he has some emotion yeah about loving it and yeah. being up here and uh see, like i found that to be very visceral the way he tears the bacon and looks at her he looks at her like john's saying like there's like a loathing there it's almost like a like a predatory look that's where yes, he's just like that's exactly where it. he just despises her and he's like rips the bacon and he's like i love it if i was I drinking really i'd smack you is basically yeah what I saw. no and that's fair <laughs> I, I can see that that interpretation Jeez. of that scene but like, 
I actually can't believe how long this is. Yeah. And and did did anyone else notice the um, directing in the be- uh, breakfast in bed scene flipped angles? <clears throat> when she first gives him it and he's chewing the bacon, he's like, I love it here. He's on his right side. Mm-hmm. And then like two seconds later in the next scene, same scene, but like just a different camera shot after it switched to her. He's on the left side. It's like they mirrored the shot for some stupid reason. Really? And I, I really noticed it this time. And then I was like, is that like meant to say that like his life is now split between... I was normal and now things are taking me and I don't know why it would be in that bedroom scene but I definitely noticed that it, that would definitely be intentional if that happens there's yeah no there's way no Kubrick way he let it go mean but I, to I don't do know that. why also I don't understand why Danny sees things and Jack sees things but she doesn't see anything at Until, all and then at the end she sees fucking way more than they ever saw yeah she sees I mean, a fucking bear blowing a butler yeah yeah what I, I wanted to, t- I wanted to talk about bear? that What's that bear, bear's phone number? Yeah. <laughs> it was a bear with ass with assless suit. Yeah. Blowing a butler. A butler. On the bed. Yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure what that said on the script. I mean, Is you that don't what want it a, said on the You don't page? want a suit like that with an ass on it. You No, you waste need the, the flap. Suit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. What is, that, flap is that the beginnings of like the furry community maybe? maybe. Oh, uh, maybe. The sexual furry community? The yiffs or whatever? The yiffies? <laughs> the yiffs? <laughs> Yiffing is the act that they do. They're furries is, is what they're Oh, doing. okay. Yeah, yeah. So they are Sorry, yiffing. I, just I don't know why before. I know I don't that. Know what they John, John, it's actually CSI with I do uh, want to question prism. my friendship with you. <laughs> John knows a lot. Question it and where can we do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant. Where is this going to go down? Um... Yeah. Okay. So you guys both hate, though, his wife. Uh, what's her She's face? horrible. Long? She's a horrible Shelley... actress. Duval, yeah. So there are some things that she does well. Um, I love mainly... the scene with the baseball bat in her. I think she's great in that scene. So yeah. the thing that bugs me is the way she runs around with her hands oh. up, like on her shoulder thing and with like jumpy wrists. And like kind of like, uh, uh, like she's... So the thing I hate is that she's so incapable and she's so fucking useless. Like... Why can't she be stronger? Like, why? I would rather have a stronger female presence in this role. Someone that actually provides to me, like, a little bit of reverberation in the room. She is such a doll. Like, just a light breeze can blow her over. She's there to protect Danny. She's there to, to try to support her guy. But she is, like, only barely supportive. Yeah. She just exists. She tries. I mean, she tries her best to be nice to to Jack. Like she's giving him breakfast in bed. But I mean, that stuff's true, right? But but she, but he like I, I don't know. It makes me mad that she just takes it all. I mean, like, why are you with this guy? When he tells her what like, if you fuck? see me typing, or if you don't see me typing, if I'm in this room, get the fuck away yeah. from me. Yeah. And so I was trying to figure out at what point Jack's being taken by the hotel. Yeah. And and then I'm like, then it's a little bit more acceptable that he talks. Not acceptable, but I understand why he's talking like that. But even in the early stages of this film, he talks to her. Like when they're driving up in the car and he's like, shut the fuck up, we're going to smack you, basically is his attitude. So even I, that early before he's taken. But you can see why she- Shelley Duvall's character is is not giving it back because they're isolated and alone. And yeah. he's a violent person and yep. he's turning into a more outspoken asshole yeah the last thing she wants to do is antagonize him when they're isolated and she has nowhere to fucking run actually it's it's a good point and i'd like to take back some of my previous statements because she probably is basically like the abused yes wife right yes. So, so so that is kind of i so. guess how she would be so she's probably playing it right because she yeah. like I, I think there is like a learned helplessness there when you're used to being abused or being in an abusive situation where you kind of yeah, you end up kind of folding into it, I guess. Sometimes, not for everybody, but like a lot of times, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's it's, how. What's the weed I got from her yeah. performance? No, okay, I I erased the whole last shit. I still let some of it stand. rescinded. Um, <laughs> rescinded. So then, the, the, here's the first time that um, that the mom and Danny go into the maze, and they're kind of looking around, and then Jack's looking around the hotel, and it goes looks at the model that he's got, and then it goes to this cool overhead shot of the maze, and you can see oh, I love Shelley. that shot. Yeah, I but like then they just they go to walk out of the maze, and then there's this insanely creepy horror music playing while they're walking out, smiling and laughing, and then that scene just ends. <laughs> if there was like a guy in a bear suit blowing a butler running across behind them or something, that would make sense. But I was like, <laughs> what is the run fucking weird that? music when they're just walking through the maze? The whole thing has that music in it. Yeah, there's never any music where it's anything but ominous and that something is coming, which. Yeah, it's very suggestive and yeah. ominous and like always very eerie and haunting. The yeah. only problem is, is that it takes so long. I feel like today a lot of the stuff that does come doesn't hold up. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the stuff between him and the ghost holds up. 
and between him and her holds up but the all the shit she sees like i don't think holds up like no. the guy with the split you're not head supposed to say that yet you're not supposed to say oh am i too soon a little soon yeah because i wanted to say um for danny <laughs> riding around the hotel on his trike i want to do that oh i fucking love that okay. i i actually did wish that i could do that as well it looks like great fun. visually not only is it cool but they use great sound for when it keeps yes. going carpet Carpet, yeah, yeah. carpet carpet heart yeah that's that's so cool so i want to I, I might as well just say it right now um <clears throat> so danny sees the twins a couple of times but the probably the most famous time is when he turns his bike around the corner and they're and they're they're waiting for him this is a bit later in the movie but whatever um i felt like that was a bit of a wasted opportunity because you see danny riding his bike three times before he meets them and the first time you see him riding his bike, it's like at least a 60 second shot of him just riding and riding and riding and going down. I was like, oh man, this is cool. And then another time he's riding more through the kitchen and that was, you know, maybe 20 seconds. And then the third time he's riding down a hall and he makes one turn and the girls are there. And I was like, why didn't they shoot it? Like to show him riding his bike for like 60 seconds, like nothing. He turns a corner, nothing. He turns a corner, nothing. And then all of a sudden he turns a corner and the girls are there and he would have been like, Whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. That would have been like so much more impactful. He sees them earlier though. He sees them at he 20 does. minutes into the movie, yeah, which is also the first time anything interesting happens. Yes. Um, and so I just thought that, you know, if they had, if they had capitalized on that bike riding scene, like get a long shot of nothing happening while he's riding, which was fun. I was like going around watching him go. And then all of a sudden the chicks are there. Yeah. That would have been better for me than him just riding in one hall, turn a corner and they're there. Yeah. yeah it almost sets you up into like a lull. Yes. Where, and yeah. especially with that, with that, um, it's like that, that pacing of like, you're saying like the carpet, hardwood, carpet, hardwood. It's almost like creating like a meditative state in you, like that doon, 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 doon. Yeah. And it's lulling you in, lulling you in. And then you see something scary or offsetting. John's totally right. Yeah, it's a wasted opportunity. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It totally is wasted. Um, the other thing that's weird about this movie is the titles. Um, the, the, the interlaced titles between sections of the movie because it starts out the interview... And then after, uh, after Scatman uh, talks about Shining, then it's like a month later. And then later on, the title is like Tuesday. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I and then one title time. later, 4 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know, weird, uh, obviously intentional. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, that's, that's crazy. I don't, I don't understand the Tuesday one at all. The Tuesday <laughs> yeah. one, what does it matter if it's Tuesday I or know. Thursday? Like, I, didn't, I had no sense of what day it was. Like, Tuesday what? <laughs> Tuesday. It's not, it's not It's Always Sunny. It's not like said Tuesday, 4 p.m. That's maybe where they stole it. <laughs> Tuesday the fuck tuesday yeah i know that one makes no sense it could have said anything it could yeah. have said like autumn yeah like it, it's, yeah. it's, it's morning just, can you be more <laughs> can you be a little more specific yeah what tuesday it should it should almost never show you a time of day it should almost that's what i kind of felt like because you want to be lost in that cabin fever thing yeah so i don't want to see seasons i don't want to see times of day i don't want to see what day of the week it is i want to be lost in there with them yeah i want to see that descending craziness and i want to kind of be part of it yeah and i feel like if you never be exposed aside like they're in the maze or whatever you're going to see time of day but yeah i mean if you can kind of get lost in that yourself as a viewer i think that sets you up better for the movie it, like the whole theme of the movie is kind of like you're losing your mind and it's like got this cabin fever thing, right? Yeah. So like I feel like you could really kind of give the viewer a little bit more of that feeling, a little bit more of that maybe for themselves if you lose them in that setting as well. Yeah. Also for a two hour and 30 minute movie or whatever it is and for a movie that took 51 weeks to shoot, yeah. nothing happens. Nothing happens How for the first hour for sure. How can you shoot a movie for, for 51 sure. fucking weeks and nothing happens <clears throat> in the movie? It's very, very um, slow. The pace is like turtle slow, which was intentional and it's fine. And it, the movie is so beautiful. Yeah. Like, I mean, like every goddamn shot. When like, they're outside looks... in the snow, in the dark, when Danny's running away. I love. I was like, oh man, fuck that looks. I good. love all the shots of like Jack typing and all the shots of him like playing. Ball the shots in this movie, I kept thinking, I was like, this guy directed his ass off. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But still, like fifty-one weeks and nothing yeah. really happens. Like, no. what did he shoot for fifty-one weeks? Him throwing a tennis ball against a fucking wall? Yeah. Like, what the fuck did he shoot for fifty-one weeks? Yeah. But that's the thing is that there's so much that could be cut in this. Like, this movie could be made way more um two hours brief. i feel like two hours would i think probably i think sub. you could go more than two hours sub, yeah i feel like you could cut way more than that you could but i feel like i would have been fine if it was around two hours okay so maybe we um, can talk about it now then because 
Scatman isn't really useful. He explains the power to Danny, but the power doesn't really do anything. No. No, not then, at the end Except- when, when Shelley Duvall's sleeping <laughs> and she's locked Jack in the place. Yeah. So Danny comes in, he's in the trance, he grabs the knife, grabs a lipstick, writes red rum on the thing, and then starts saying it loud to like alarm her and wake her up, right? Something's happening, and you could tell Jack's coming, so the power was useful there, but just barely. Right? Yeah. Just barely. Yeah, it's almost too late because now she's trapped. See, yeah. what I figured is that the shining power is like uh, worse than dial-up internet because it takes a long time to reach <laughs> Scatman in Miami before he realizes something's up. Plus, he's like, plus, plus to be very That's my dial-up plus, That was good dial-up. Plus to be very Shining dial-up. <laughs> to be very honest, what would have happened if he, Danny did not write red rum and wake her up? Because Jack would have hammered the door with the axe yeah. and she would have ran into the bathroom. So literally nothing, nothing really fucking comes of it. No, no, it's true. Because he had to bust down the other door first before yes. he gets in. And then he was pretty slow and deliberate yeah. about the And hole. she would have gotten the bathroom and locked herself in. And Danny would have still got out the window. That yep. fucking red rum shit means nothing. And Scatman Carthers is another perfect example. You set him up the whole fucking movie and as soon as he gets there he dies instantly so nothing fucking comes yeah that's my biggest problem you're wasted all that time when he's waking up which looks cool because his pupils look like almost totally encapsulated for his eyes there's like a thinnest little margin of blue around the outside which i thought looked really cool when he's laying awake and like getting his dial-up transmission from danny or tony (laughs) um but then all that shit, like he lays there awake, he deals with like getting on the plane. Like there's a shot of him on the plane asking the stewardess what time it, they land. Yeah. And she's like eight. And then it doesn't tell you what time it is then. No. So what the fuck do <laughs> I care? Cares? And that plane is ugly as shit too. Whoever designed that doesn't matter what yeah. time of fucking decade. And then he gets decade. the snow cat and then he drives out there and then he gets there and he fucking dies. Yeah. yeah. So nothing. Useless. Yeah. Uh, Anyone so- who read that script was like, why did... You focus on Scatman Carthers at all. Just this so movie doesn't need The hunt. Shining. It doesn't need Scatman. All, it doesn't need the fucking beginning interview. All it needs is a little bit of setup, understanding what the hotel is, what the spook is. Yeah. The family comes there, and then it's a study of the fucking degradation into mental illness I, or the haunting shit, whatever is, is happening there. And 100%. I don't know, I don't know if it even done. needs the setup for the hotel being. like they, It should just happen to them. They should be going. They should be caretakers coming to the hotel. And I mean, I'm fine with that too, but happening. I don't mind the setup. I don't mind the hotel being, like, except for the fact that it's it's buried on an Indian burial ground. Like, that's kind of hokey to me, but yeah, maybe it was cool in 80. It's so Stephen King, though. But, so yeah. many things are Indian burial ground in all his books. Yeah. He, like, way <laughs> overuses Indian burial and ground. And writers. It's got an Indian burial ground and a writer, and that's a Stephen King He's got novel. a dice with ideas. And five of the sides are fucking Indian burial ground. <laughs> and one is writer. Yeah. <laughs> I better roll again. Oh, another Indian burial oh, ground. Okay. And, they'll be nice. the, and the main character will be a writer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Did anyone else notice all the penis carpets? Uh, I all didn't rugs, notice that they were penises. Even in room 237. I feel the, like this is a dicks. Rorschach test it's on you. It's a bunch of dicks. And then the main carpet uh, in the main areas, it looks like a bunch of dicks. So I think that's Do you see dicks anywhere else in life? Yeah, every time I pee. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the the really the best thing this movie has going for it is is the directing and the cinematography. Yeah. You know what is good is when Jack first um meets the bartender. What's his the bartender? Lloyd. Name? Lloyd. And he has the conversation and he's like rationalizing hurting Danny and saying he never would. I liked that scene. I thought that was all good until Shelley Duvall walks in. Yeah. Um that was fine. Yeah. Good, oh, there's good lots conversation. Of good scenes in the movie. Um, the this the discussion though with the former caretaker who doesn't think he's a caretaker, he was a butler. Um, there's some explainalog there. Lots. He's like just recapping exactly what we've seen fucking happen, and I'm like, yes, I know that's how, okay. I know his wife is. Uh, uh, what else is happening? Yes. He Stop. also contradicts himself in that same scene in the bathroom because <clears throat> he he says to him, "You're the caretaker, and you were here, and you killed your family." And he's like, no, it was yeah, you. You're always right. here. And then later in the conversation, he says, I, I had to that. take care of my wife. I had to correct her. I had to correct her and I had to correct my kids. And it was just like, well, you just fucking denied yeah. that. Now you're fucking saying that you did it. But none of that makes any sense. The only thing less uh, confusing than that is why anybody would ever drink Advocat. <laughs> it's 
fucking egg yolk liquor. That's disgusting. I've never even heard of it. But no. the bathroom. The <laughs> did you look Dutch. it up or did you know that from your servant? My grandpa used to drink it. Ugh. That's a Dutch uh, shit. It's and, a horrible fucking invention. You should burn it all. And the bathroom set in that movie is fucking amazing. Yeah. I the mean, colors and yeah. everything. The, the, the set design in this is amazing. The cinematography is amazing. The directing is amazing. Yeah. But there's, it's way too long and it, a lot of it doesn't make any sense. Lingers. I there's, love though when, um, when Jack is striking the door with the axe, the way the camera must be on a rail or something and he just goes back and then shoots forward as his axe strikes every time. Mm. It's so, it's so like effective and yeah, making power, think makes it more powerful. It does. Yeah. He but, uses the camera a lot, like with the zoom effect, like on Danny at the one point where he's there and then it's like, you see Danny and then all of a sudden the camera's like, boom, up to his eyes and it's like, Wee! yeah, like he seems to like that the, quick zoom. The one thing that I really noticed this time more about other about P.T. Anderson's directing, because P.T. Anderson talks about how he steals from Kubrick all the time, is I saw so much great stuff he stole in There Will Be Blood and the, the music Ma and the master. Yeah. Well, no, the directing. In the, no, for sure. That too. And there Will Be Blood. The Not only is the directing so much like this movie and the music. Yeah. So much. It's like movie. he has those high strings that come together yeah. at, the, at the right octave. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, that was There Will Be Blood. But the way that, that uh, he, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis talks in that movie and mm. to other people and stuff, those conversations of that matter of fact stuff where he's like, I'm here and I'm going to buy your land yeah. and all that stuff. Is I drink your milk. Shake. is so Kubrick <laughs> like he he did a great job of stealing all the best of Kubrick and none of the shitty stuff from this yeah. movie he like took yeah. all the best things of this movie and made a great fucking movie out of it there will be blood is good yeah and the master is like also like very so much for stolen from the master I love the master as well I think well, those are his two best movies as well yeah not received as well but I think those are his two best films right. and they're both direct ripoffs of just his this style is so. But there's no apparent. debate that Kubrick's a fucking master. Like he's no. a master. He's maybe not a master of storytelling in this in this setting, but the directing is the sort of, directing is really interesting. Yeah, great. you can't argue that stylistically. You you could watch a Kubrick movie and you know it's a Kubrick movie. You could yeah. just turn and off a lot the of people don't too. have that. You yeah. could also watch his movies with the sound down. Honestly, and you would just you could just, you could just watch like, the yeah. images. Yeah, they are kind of arty. Like sure. there's yeah. there's an art element to it where Definitely. there's a pleasing part of that. Yeah, no shit. Mm -hmm. Um, the ghosts don't seem overly concerned about the shining power. They seem more concerned with his wife the being Butler resourceful, game. and when they're in the bathroom having a talk, uh, that there's the n-word cook coming. Yes. Um, but that it's not because that guy has the shining. It's just because he's an N-word cook. He said he's using his special power <laughs> oh, against his father's will, though. Yeah, he says he's, he's, oh, he talks about Danny using his powers, but he doesn't... No, he didn't go into he it. He doesn't talk about how Scatman is powerful because he also has the shining. Yeah, he's, no, he's just He's dangerous because he's black. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was weird. If Scatman... Was weird. We don't like those people here is basically... Even at a saying. time when that racism was a little bit more acceptable, like to put in a movie, that is really weird. It was out of place if for you, sure. If you wanted to have Scatman Crothers in this movie, like Brett was saying, the only way to do it is if he saves the day. If he just comes and gets killed instantly, we, you've wasted yeah. so much of our time. I c yeah, so the, the theory, the theory that I'm thinking is, is that other movies have had people come from afar and save the day, and what they were just trying to do was get everyone build the tension, and then just be like, "Aha, they're not safe." But at the end of the day, either I've seen it too much in modern film. Or it just made me feel like shit. I was like, oh, fuck off. It's bad writing. Even if Scatman <clears throat> Crothers didn't save the day, if he like saves Danny and then gets he killed. He should do something before yeah. being killed. Yeah, yes. he should save Danny and then get killed. Like yeah. help Danny get away from Jack and they fight and then he gets killed. But at least Danny gets into the maze. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Because nothing changes. For, like Brent said, from him being in the story, nothing changes. So, like, why is he in the story? And The Shining, n The Shining really does nothing. No. So why is that in the story? It Another does nothing. great example. This should have been a, yeah, you're right. I totally, I've never thought about that, but you, this should have been just about a haunted hotel. Yeah. yeah. There should have been no supernatural powers. It should have been about a man being seduced by evil yeah. and falling into darkness, which part of it is, but that should have been all the movie was about. And yeah. you could have made a nice two-hour, hour, 50-minute, hour, tight little movie. 
Well, yeah. and then too, you can be left as the audience wondering like, is this hotel haunted or is that his descent into madness? Yeah. Like, what is it? What's the truth there? And that in itself, those two questions, yeah. neither of those are settling. And then, that, no. And then that way you never see Danny seeing anything either. And yeah. so it's only Jack. So you're right. No one sees anything but Jack. So then is, is it in Jack's head or is it haunted? I kind of don't mind Danny seeing stuff. It's weird that Shelly sees it at the end, but because we, you had kind of mentioned that. Um, that Shelly's seeing stuff only at the end, like all of a sudden, like what is the purpose of that? I don't mind that because it feels like you're, you're zooming into the climax. It's, things are picking up, the pace is picking up, and Shelly's starting to see that. It feels to me like the hotel's fucking with her. But that's not in the setting of the movie that we're talking about. That's the setting of the movie that exists, right? right? Yeah. And because yeah. then, it, then the hotel is like starting to, it's starting to fuck with her too. It's, it's, working, it's working with Jack against her and Danny, right? Yeah. Then he, she sees the fucking butler guy with the split head or whatever, and the other shit, and the, the cobwebs and skeletons and stuff. Which I don't know why, why she. I, yeah, I, the I cobwebs thing was it was confusing because like then I was like, have they all been like wa washed over by the 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 ghosts here? And it's actually is a dingy place that does or doesn't exist. Like, why are there dead bodies, old, old moldy dead bodies? Like, the hotel's always been running, right? So it's mm. not like it was ever left for a 10-year period where cobwebs could grow. Yeah, it's confusing because so those people are alive, but they're not. Yeah. And one of the other things, too, is, like, the things that don't hold up are the a lot of the scary stuff, like the skeletons look silly now with yeah. the webs, are that body of the, the woman in the bathtub. That all looks so bad. With I that, didn't think eh, that was too eh, bad. She was, eh, eh, eh. Yeah. And then, like, she her got those big scabies or whatever. And it's... I know, but that doesn't, it looks like bad makeup. It doesn't, it's yeah. just, it doesn't hold up. It was at the time. It the word I'm sure it was for is hot. <laughs> it just, at the time, it, at the time it probably looked legitimate, but now it looks like a dummy with some fucking bad makeup on it. Yeah. It, it still it's is just, really creepy to have that old lady with her saggy tits trying to come at you, knowing that you just made out with her. I, I know. Spot. I just I found it's that more stuff, gross than scary. I found See, it more the laughable perfect scene to follow that scary. is that scene where Jim Carrey plungers his face after kissing yeah. um, what's her yeah. face and Ace Ventura. Okay, perfect. But yeah. Next, all yeah. all that being said, um, like there's more of the I guess the history of the hotel that we're not told and and meant to just accept because all we really know is that for sure there was an axe murder in the hotel but now there's also old woman murder in the tub and other people getting split and then dead bodies in the fucking lounge yeah like, none of that was i don't get it about, yeah. and and I, I have a hard time accepting it because it all it does is confuse me especially when jump to the very end we get the long lingering shot on jack being in the staff picture front and center and i don't know why we had to zoom in on his face whatever. three times because i'm like i saw him immediately <laughs> front and center same thing on the way over here <laughs> i said to brent like you do, why are you show why, you show that picture you can see Jack it should have been so subtle yeah. one one zoom is fine though like you see the picture fine. then you zoom in closer For to the him idiots. and even the one more closer zoom but then the date thing like down is too much yeah it's too much I feel like all the zooms I would have got rid of all the zooms I don't disagree but I can get down with a little zooming <laughs> so so then that just leaves me with the question like the ghost talking you've always been here is that just something ghosts say to like lure you into being comfortable to accepting your ghostly fate and if that's the case i still never understand in these movies what it is the ghosts want do they get off on just having more people working in the hotel when no one's around i also don't get why he was always there and what that has to do with fucking anything no like how is that like was he or wasn't he and then was his family real or not was anything real or not like i don't ask these things in a good way where i'm like perplexed like I don't know. I can't think of another. But they movie are though, because question. we see once again with the directing and the writing, we see them independently from him. We see them escaping. We see him lost. Yeah. The thing. So like, and see, he had a family beforehand. None of that, none of that makes any sense. I think. I think when he says like you've always been here, it's like um, like it's just basically saying like you're one of us. Like you've 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 always been here. It's not that you've always been here. You haven't always been the caretaker, but like you've always been one of us. You've yeah. always been the caretaker here. Do you know what I mean? So that to me isn't a big problem. Him being in the picture. He's joined the ranks now. He did what he needed to do and died. And now he's a fucking but member I, of the ballroom. And I disagree because I feel like without explaining it, it's, it's, to me, it's like very grinder-esque where it's just like, but what if it wasn't? And it, you're like, but it is though. But what if it wasn't? It's just like, you were always here, but I wasn't. But what if you were? It's just like, but, the, but <laughs> yeah. it's never explained. So it's just like, oh, so it's just something cool to say that he was always there. And then you show the picture and then the movie ends and there's no explanation. So it's just like, what the, f who? Like, what? what is it? Yeah, like, do, do, do they even know what the fuck they're talking about? Yeah. Because if they don't, then they're just being fucking dicks. 
Yeah. Like, so fuck you. Like, does Stephen King's book explain it? I never I don't read know. the book. I never read the book. I, I'm surprised. I'm guessing the book would be better. But yeah, and the movie apparently his miniseries was trash. Yeah, there was a. They made a miniseries. A re-release like ten years later. Yeah. A miniseries of The Shining. Yeah, because yeah. Stephen what? King. Stephen King fucking like executive produced it because he fucking hates this movie. Oh. He always hated it. Oh well, well. And he said, "Good on you." <laughs> yeah, but apparently the miniseries was awful. And everyone, no one, everyone forgot it. Oh, that's unsettling too. It was like four hours long or something. <laughs> All right. Well, we're turning this podcast about the shining into the fucking shining itself. Yeah. Um, the, uh, when the iconic scene of here's Johnny, um, and then, uh, Scatman Carruthers, uh, pulls up the door is more destroyed. Um, as he walks away because they use 60 doors yeah that's yeah. that's true they had no they used they, no, that I was know. what i read they 60 doors he he asked like he must have been so yeah. tired oh man and they were real doors because they tried to use a fake one and he he, he just busted through it like in two seconds yeah how uh, do you get all these doors I where don't are know. these doors coming from they they had 60 of the same doors. Go back there in the home depot we need some more doors <laughs> prop guys for that movie must have been like Fuck we got work how much did this movie cost and how much of it was spent on doors yeah seriously <laughs> and, that's what i want to know um also i have no idea about snow cats and fuel consumption uh but i hope that they have enough fuel to get back into town after they escape yeah, they i don't think you can up. drive like six hours no i don't think you can either so they're gonna die from exposure it was 25 miles yeah yeah danny was hugely at risk he ran into the maze with no coat too that's right i do like his backpedaling to throw the thing off that was okay but the whole maze chase at the end just goes on too long um a lot of too long for sure there's tons of too long they just take some of a good thing and then they're like let's just beat it to death for another minute or two or 10 or 30. <clears throat> and then let's not forget that a, a furry um, guy sucks a butler's dick. See, that That's just comes out of no, that comes out of nowhere. No, it has not. Like, I didn't know there was furries. Like, do, is this how the ghosts live? It doesn't seem too bad. They party, they drink, they suck each other's dicks. I like, kind of want to be killed and join them. Yeah, I mean, it seems that good. seems like heaven. Yeah. And they all become that, maybe no liver damage. Yeah. I think, I think no liver damage. Probably not. No. Ghosty With your liver? egg drinks, it's good for your, good for your liver. Everyone get your egg booze. Yeah. All right. Well. Oh, well, well, let, let's oh. at least talk about this one scene, though. So my favorite, favorite, favorite scene of this whole movie is uh, when she confronts Jack with the baseball bat. Right. And uh, he's talking to her and he's coming up the stairs and she's swinging the bat at him and stuff. She's like, get away. Get away. Stop it. Don't come near me. And then he's like, that's a good Dubai. I, I love his, I love the way he talks and stuff. And he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm going to bash your fucking brains. And yeah. I love the dialogue there. And I love the pacing. Yeah. His him delivery. Walking and, and, trying and he to like the fucked bat. with her a little bit. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And then even when she hits his hand and then smokes him in the fucking head. Yeah. I mean, her that, swing shit though. Yeah. yeah still. Shit. And then he rolls down the stairs and stuff that I love that yeah. scene. And I love her performance in that scene. Because I feel like there is something very genuine about her, like her little swiping and like, get away, get away from me. She, yeah. she's, she's, she's legitimately she panicked. She does, she does shine I guarantee at that. She she's got, shining. Thing. She got this part probably in a rehearsal by like being able to cry on call and being like terrified and screaming. Yeah. She is super panicked and she looks terrifying. So yeah. if that helps. Yeah. And we never the, talked oh, yeah, about just, the reveal. Yeah. Of I'm the, so sorry to say that. All work and no play is. Makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah. His book is shit. You know what? I bet I, bet <laughs> I love the I love I like how it's formatted differently on it's each got page. Dialogue That's what I was gonna say. In today in today's world, you could probably sell that as art. Um, oh yeah. And and but poor Jack. I mean, he'd be a ghost for like twenty years, and he'd be like, "Oh, computers made copy and paste. I would have been useful for my book instead of just typing <laughs> that shit over and over." Holy fuck! Also, I, I also I think Windows formatting. Holy shit! I way better than typing. It's really funny that all he was really to me what he was really doing when you look at it is he was practicing how to use the typewriter to do different formats. That could very well be it. So she's all like. panicking, but he's like, there was a purpose to my yeah, madness. Yeah, he was learning how to, how to like type different styles and formats with the same words. It's like, out of ink, though. Need to hop in the snowcat. Shit, I broke it. Yeah, he must have had to bring a lot of ink because that was thick, that book. It looked thick. Yeah. She seemed really disappointed. It's at least, it's at least the same size as the last Misery series. And I love, uh, and I love the directing where it com he comes around the corner and he's like, do you like it? <laughs> 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 I love that. that yeah. Like That is like one of the best. That is one of my favorite scenes in film history, that the, whole scene. There's a lot of good components to this movie. It's just not 
a good movie. Good. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sadly, well, let's see what well, John it's a has good to say. It's a good time to wrap it. I think um, Jack, <laughs> Jack has a lot of moments that shine <laughs> in this movie. He's um, his crazy is a good crazy to have around for this movie. Um, oh yeah. And Shelley Duvall losing it um, in her um, um, craziness. Uh, she's that's where she really starts to come to life but unfortunately that's only a small percentage of the time that she's on screen the rest of the time is like oh my god just stop talking and doing things everybody stop talking and doing things too long um structurally this movie is not there it just it lingers it maybe was meaning to be slow and deliberate but it just made it long and boring and then the payoff's not there and i ask more questions than i uh had when i started and i feel like there's a few different ways this movie could have gone with what it started to set up and all of those would have been more interesting and we'll see what this sequel coming out does with uh and mcgregor Doctor with obi-wan sleep. kenobi yeah doing dr sleep um what a weird <clears throat> thing to have a sequel to yeah but i mean this this would be like calling a movie one thing and then making it about something else so you'd call it movie like uh, basketball and then it's a football movie because it's not really about The Shining. It's about a haunted hotel that has nothing to do with The Shining. Threw you for a loop, though. It kind of did throw me for a <laughs> loop, yeah. yeah. So I feel kind of like Scatman Carruthers, who uh, traveled all that way, showed up to a place he was pretty sure there was evil shit happening, and when he arrived, the front door was open, which is always a bad sign. And how does he handle the situation? Hello? Is anyone going to come kill me? <laughs> yeah. And then Jack, just like a barbarian, oh! The I, axe strike, the way they shot that, looked great. That oh, yeah. plunged deep into like that it. guy's heart. It's but just bad story-wise. Yeah. So, uh, no, this movie doesn't hold up, unfortunately. I think, I think I'd think i have to look into this a lot to see what kind of horror movies people had been given up to this time in the 80s. And this one probably broke a lot of ground. Um, but this is like something that filmmakers would learn in kindergarten filmmaking school to build on the mistakes of structure and, and learn from the great directing. So no, it doesn't hold up, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's sad to say that it doesn't either for me, which this used to be like one of my favorite right. top tens, but, and I never would have thought I would say that it didn't, didn't hold up. But this, what this does do is shows um, how amazingly talented that Kubrick is. I mean, it's a, it's a great example of showing why people covet him, steal from him. Super visionary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is like... He, he paints he paints yeah. every fucking frame of this movie mm -hmm. so so it it's fucking it hurts my heart to say that this doesn't hold up it's just yeah i feel like writing wise he was never as strong as he was visually and i i feel like if he would have uh he would have spent more of his career working with other people collaborating with other writers and stuff and like Probably one of these guys who, no, no, definitely one of these guys who doesn't listen to other people. Yeah. Just balls ahead. Oh, 100%. Balls Cooper? ahead, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, very singly minded. It it's definitely suffers with some of his work looking at back at it today. We need to do more Kubrick, actually, yeah, to, we will. to look at this. Yeah, yeah. I would love to. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. To. But yeah, unfortunately, oh, God, it hurts my heart to say that this doesn't hold up as a movie as a whole. It, it's got so many moving parts that don't need to be there and yeah. it just doesn't make any sense in the length it's just like i might not ever watch this again i will watch this again because of the directing i just love sitting in this thing like yeah i i, I will i i like sitting in it like it's like a warm bath but but i won't i it's definitely not a good it's not a good movie on a whole no. yeah brent um i was really undecided for a long time about this and i kept going back and forth it's, it's got a lot of stuff in it that's really great. Like, so when I first started watching this, my daughter was having a bath and the door was open, but she couldn't see the TV. And so I was making dinner and I thought I'll start the movie while she's having a bath and I can get ahead. <laughs> and just the sounds from the beginning of that movie, she yelled from the bathroom. She goes, what are you watching? <laughs> and I was like, just some movie. And she's like, it sounds scary. Can you please turn it off? <laughs> so like the movie accomplishes some things really well without you even realizing, right? Like, yeah. cause you take like an un kind of, um, an un, what do you, influenced mind, right? Right. And then you put these sounds to it. It is very scary. It is unsettling. So the movie has these, these components to it that are like, they, they, the music is they is do not what a they intend yeah. to. No, but I'll tell you what doesn't fucking work is like so. 
the the music does really well the visuals do really well the costuming who the fuck costumed shelly duvall she makes a fucking amish look slutty like <laughs> she is so grossly dressed in this movie it's off-putting <laughs> these big huge canvas fucking dresses down to the floor a whole, like even for the fucking 70s or 80 or whatever it is just bad but overall i mean a lot of spooky components i i will watch this movie again like colin said because i i fucking do it is spooky and i do like the unsettling nature of a lot of these scenes and i do still feel that horror and that that off-putting um and the directing and like colin said it's like a big painting like it all comes together really beautifully and i love all that but the movie does not hold up it is just it's it needs something else and maybe it's because we're at a different point like i mean this is what is it 40 years just yeah. about yeah yeah so that's a long time and we're talking about a different generation of yeah of movie. But, yeah. but i would imagine and, and we have to do this one right away and i know me and you definitely brent want to do it is the godfather which is older than this and yeah. I, oh. I i i've seen it recently and i gotta tell you i don't feel the same way about that as this mm. oh yeah. no because if i can just predict um, I've seen that movie more than any other movie in the history, and that's a fucking perfect movie. Yeah, that's it really is. So I say. feel like, once again, that time... <sighs> it doesn't have to destroy movies. No, it doesn't have to. No. And, yeah. It doesn't... It, and this might have been groundbreaking at the time. It, it's always... It's still groundbreaking <clears throat> directing-wise. I mean, nobody directs like this. Like, when I said P.T. Anderson, well, that's not true. P.T. Anderson directs like this, but only because Kubrick did. That is why he can do it. Yeah. If he never saw The Shining, There Will Be Blood would not look like There Will Be Blood. The Shining should have been the shitting. <laughs> oh, and everyone should go out on uh, YouTube and look up um, a trailer for something called Shining. Some Someone took The Shining uh, movie and recut it into a, uh, into a barking dog. <laughs> no, they they recut The Shining into a uh, what looks like a comedy, like a romantic comedy, um, just using the the funniest and, and funny favorite. Yeah, yeah the, music, the, the, the music, the music is so good. Yeah, and he and they it's take so funny. they take all of his like ju jubilant craziness <clears throat> and make it seem like he's a happy man. He's a yeah. happy writer. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Yeah, that yeah. is. It's funny. just called Shining. Right? Yeah, Shining. Shining. It's good. So go check that out probably before you watch this movie because you're getting three holds up but you knew that already because we shined it to you telepathically yes okay i'm so sad yeah well what are you do? So sad. get away from me it doesn't hold up get away from me. <laughs> all right everybody thanks for listening enjoy your shit thanks for listening everyone make sure you follow us on instagram our handle is hold up underscore podcast you can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.